Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths. Today, we are so excited to share an interview we did with Dr. Judith Orloff. This is our second time having her on, Denise, which is very exciting. It really is. She's such an amazing person and has such a depth of knowledge about being an empath, living as an empath. Pretty incredible. Yeah, it really is. And for those of you who are new listeners or new to this whole world of empaths, Judith Orloff is the best-selling author of The Empath Survival Guide. Her companion book, Thriving as an Empath, offers daily self-care tools for sensitive people, along with The Empath's Empowerment Journal. She's a psychiatrist, an empath, and is on the UCLA Psychiatric Clinical Faculty. She blends the pearls of conventional medicine with cutting-edge knowledge of intuition, empathy, energy medicine, and spirituality. She specializes in treating empaths and highly sensitive people in her private practice and online internationally. Dr. Orloff's work has been featured on the Today Show, CNN, Oprah Magazine, the New York Times, and USA Today. She's also spoken at Google LA and TEDx. So that's a pretty impressive bio. I think she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) She's on the show with us today to discuss her latest book called Affirmations for Empaths, A Year of Guided Journaling, which just came out on August 9th. Well, welcome to our show, Dr. Orloff. We're so honored and excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm very excited to be back on too. Well, we can't wait to get into talking about your newest project, which is just beautiful and insightful and is going to help so many empaths. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to ask you how you've been doing during these upheaval years we've been living through of kind of forced isolation and now getting back to maybe a new norm. How have you been handling all of that as an empath? Oh, well, you know, it's interesting. As an empath, it's been mixed for me because I'm in the midst of writing a new book. So that causes me to stay home more and and be in my bubble. and, And so it's kind of the perfect thing to be doing during a pandemic. And I've had creative projects during this time. So I, and I have such a strong interior life as an empath, you know, and, and I was brought up as an only child. And so I, I, I don't know, I've been using my alone time well. Um, but what I do miss is the, the hugs and, you know, seeing my friends as much. Um, and, you know, just having all the, the natural kind of gestures that we are so used to and and we might take for granted, but it's just so beautiful, the expression of love that can happen when you're in somebody's physical presence. And so I think, you know, at least a couple of years ago, I I missed that. I'm having more and more of that. Um, And I'm so happy to see everybody. It is so nice. And I love the way you say your interior world really helps you. And I think your newest book, A Year of Guided Journaling, is going to help people develop their own interior world. Can you talk about that? Yes, it, it is. The, the title is Affirmations for Empaths, A Year of Guided Journaling. And I've created this um, book during the pandemic time. So this is part of you know how I spent my time you know, just really thinking what affirmations could help empaths through this time or through their lives. 
No, very, you know, it's very powerful. Affirmations are repetitive so they can reprogram your subconscious mind um, so that you have new belief systems. And I think that's really important because empaths tend to get hypervigilant about things and they may obsess about things and take things very seriously. And so this book helps people really focus. Um, and there are questions, prompts of questions that I have with each affirmation. And I'm just looking at it now. It's turquoise. The book has a lot of turquoise in it. I've always wanted to, you know, have turquoise. As an empath, I'm very sensitive to colors. And so um, I just turned spontaneous to spontaneously to this affirmation. I am responsible only for my own energy. I am able to observe the energy of others without taking on their stress. And that is the affirmation that you meditate on. And not just think about for a second, but really spend time meditating on it. And there's some question prompts. Why is this affirmation important to me? As a sensitive person, how can my life specifically benefit from making this shift? And, and very importantly, what beliefs do I need to release to live this principle fully? So there are 52 affirmations, and it's a simple process. It's a simple um, book, so it's not complex or filled with lots of words. But it has beautiful colors in it, and it has 52 affirmations to focus on and to keep it simple as you go through. And um, I, I turn randomly to a page every day and practice that affirmation. Well, that was my question, because another beautiful part when I was looking through is that it's broken down into different sections to really address the areas that we as empaths may need more support or guidance or inner work on. And I, that was my question for you was, can you skip around or does it have to be sequential? Because I was thinking if say you're really, really working on honoring your intuition, you could go to part seven and do that exercise in many, many different ways and really do a deep dive. Or if it's about honoring, uh, excuse me, discovering a purpose with your work, you could go to that section and really do a deep dive. So is that part of the way you designed the book is to, it just feels like it would work beautifully for the individual. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I, as an empath, I love kind of spontaneity and what I'm drawn to. Now, that's a big part of how I live my life is noticing what I'm drawn to, you know, and that, that invisible energy that pulls you. And so you can look at the table of contents and see which part, there are eight parts you're drawn to. Is it health? Or is it relationships? Is it purpose and work? Is it honoring intuition? Is it building your energy? Now, what is most up for you right now? And these affirmations will be in service to that and to be ready to have them heal you on a certain level. Now, this isn't just an intellectual exercise. This is taking it into your empath sensibilities and really absorbing it and feeling where in your body it sits and how does it feel and what's blocking it so that you can do some work to release stuff that you don't really need to have anymore. And I think as an empath, that's so important to me in my own ongoing healing is to be able to keep clearing things out from my psyche, from my body, from my belief system. So I can be open to the beautiful 
energy of life all around me, nature, life, if I want alone time, if I want social time, it's a balance. And so the book can be a guide with that. And you can start wherever you want. Now, if you want to start with honoring your intuition, because you really want to hone that, that's the place to go. If you want to start with balancing your emotions, so you're not taking on other people's emotions, that's the place to start. So good point. Now, you write, that. That, you write that affirmations are not meant to emotionally bypass difficult feelings or sugarcoat anything. And you say, instead, affirmations help us overcome fears and self-doubts. Is it okay if the empath doesn't believe the affirmation as he or she is saying it? Um, sometimes that's the case. Yes, you don't, you're, because you have your, your mind, your logical mind that won't believe it, and then you have your heart. So you must tune in with both. And sometimes in my life where I, I haven't been able to believe something 100%, when you act as if, and you just do the action, it helps to train the rest of you to follow through. So that's fine. You don't have to believe it 100%. It, it comes with, with practice and it comes with, you know, like this one. Today, I make a commitment to lead a life based on love, not fear. I know we all want that. No, I make a commitment. That's what it is. It's a commitment. And little by little, you get to that point. And maybe today you're really afraid. You say, I, today I make a commitment to lead a life based on love, not fear, even though you might be consumed with fear. You see, that's the great thing is you do it anyways. Yes, do it anyways. That's beautifully said. We had a listener write in and she said, I have a new affirmation because as an empath, she said, I often feel so responsible for everyone. So she wakes up every morning and says, today I am going to let down one person. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Be able to tolerate disappointing people. Yes, exactly. I love that. That's, that's so great because all the people empaths can be people pleasers. And, you know, I, I fall into that category. So you really have to watch that, you know, so that your authentic needs are met and that, you know, life has ups, it has downs. Sometimes people will like you, sometimes they won't. You know, sometimes you won't be able to be there for somebody and sometimes you will. So you have to allow yourself all those possibilities and affirm that that is your right, you know, to be able to tune into yourself and honor your own energy level and limitations perhaps if you have it that day. Because if you're exhausted, and empaths tend to get exhausted from sensory overload, if you're exhausted, and you keep pushing and keep pushing, something's going to give. And you don't want to have an energy crash. You don't want to develop mystery symptoms in your body because empaths tend to somaticize and bring the symptoms into their body. And uh, you don't want to do that when you're tired. And that's a strong intuition, the, the tiredness. You, you need to rest. It sounds simple, but sleep and rest is so powerful for me. You know, I really value it, you know, to be able to repair and regenerate every night, to be able to have peaceful feelings in your body during the day. Now, you, you aim for that. And um, it's, it's, as you pointed out before, affirmations are not spiritual bypassing or emotional bypassing, which 
I know, and it's not toxic positivity either. That's what I get asked on interviews. Is it toxic positivity? No, because you're not ignoring anything. You're not in denial of anything. You're just affirming the highest parts of you. That doesn't mean you're not working on your fear or your insecurities or low self-esteem. That doesn't mean that. It just means you're also affirming who you want to be and the values that, that mean a lot to you. So it's not just trying to convince yourself of something, oh, I'm filled with love and light and ignoring your shadow side. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. And I think that's where some people have gone with this in terms of toxic positive positivity. Positivity is important. <laughs> and so is working, working through issues little at a time, compassionately, lovingly. So you, you do both. Sometimes people tend to say either or, and it's not, it's not. You, I can say, let me just spontaneously, okay, this fits with what you just said. When I value my own needs rather than overly focusing on the problems of others, I am deepening my commitment to self-care. When I value my own needs rather than overly focusing on the problems of others, I am deepening my commitment to self-care. So it's a way of programming your subconscious with something, the value that you believe in. And it helps you know it on a different level because it's so important for empaths not to be people pleasers and not to keep focusing on everybody else's needs other than yourself. And so the affirmations are one way to work with that. The beautiful thread through the entire, every affirmation throughout the whole book it almost feels like you're giving people permission to take back the reins and take care of themselves in a way they may not have been nurtured and supported from other people or from other environments. But at the same time, you're also helping them develop new neural pathways to kind of hardwire this stuff in through the repetition, through the, the deeper dive. Uh, but I love that there's a sequence to it, and yet there's an autonomy to each affirmation. It really makes you think as you look through each one and start to say, wow, this is something I need to internalize, or this is something that could use a little bit more work. And is this something I could enjoy today? Is this something yes. I could have fun with? No, is this something I can get more freer with? which is the goal, all of this, the goal of, of all my work and helping empaths awaken and deal with some of the challenges is to increase all of the positive gifts that we have. I mean, some of these things will get in the way of that. If you focus too much on other people, that's going to get on the, in the way of you being centered when the key is balance. Now you mm -hmm. want to love people you know, and you want to be able to take time for yourself. So it's balance. And that's what empaths are, are after. But the goal, and especially of this book, is to enjoy the affirmations. It's not just drudgery. It's, it's like, wow, no. no, I can do this. I can feel this. You know, or maybe I can't feel this, but I can say it. Whatever, be happy for whatever circumstance, because if you're in a position in your life where you're sitting and reading an affirmations book, that's a very lucky life. 
you know, to me, that's to be able to get to that point where all everything in life has brought you to that point where you're sitting in your chair and you're taking time for yourself to read it. That be happy about that. Life can intervene in a lot of different ways. I love that. Thank you. Why do you think so many empaths see this idea of self-care and taking time to journal or meditate or rest as selfish or, or shameful? And, and how can they shift away from that? Well, so many empaths were brought up in dysfunctional homes where they got that kind of messaging. No, where you, you can't take care of yourself because that's selfish. Um, or it could be a, a, a religious belief that if you take care of yourself, you're not being compassionate. You know, or if you say no to certain people, that's not being a spiritual compassionate person. You know, it's uh, you don't have to be there for everybody all the time. You don't have to be on call for everybody. But I think the early messaging, you know, that if you if you're compassionate all the time, that's a good thing. And I think it is a good thing, but it's giving at your own expense. And sometimes you have to do that, of course, with loved ones who are ill. You have to give more than what you have. You know, if they're going through cancer or going through, you know, other challenges, that's that just happens. But in other kinds of situations, you have a choice about how much you give and how much you don't. And that's always something to consider. Just because somebody asks you to do things, it doesn't mean you have to do it. Like I had this one patient, a beautiful empath who couldn't say no to dog sitting. And so she was dog sitting like a million dogs and it was too much. You know, it was just crazy. She couldn't say no. She couldn't say no, I'm over committed. And it just ran her ragged. You know, that's like an everyday example. But mm-hmm. it's okay to say, I can't dog sit for you. I already have three dogs or I don't feel like dog sitting at all. You know, that's just not what I want to do with my time now. So it's, you are entitled to assert your authentic needs. And I encourage all empaths to do that. And you can do it with compassion. You can do it by setting boundaries and mastering your tone of voice. So you can make it a positive no, no, to just say no with love, you know, no with love in your eyes, with compassion in your voice, but it's still a no, it's still a no. No, I had, I was in a relationship with a man, you know, um, many years ago, and he was from the South, Athens, Georgia, and he was so good at saying no, but with this whole Southern demeanor, it was just such a gorgeous act to watch, you know, to just with his gentlemanly, oh, that sounds wonderful, but no, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do that. And he'd be smiling and his eyes would be sparkling and you'd feel like he gave you a gift. <laughs> you know, I, I agree with everything you just said. I also think another reason why empaths feel wrong focusing on themselves is because it's become an avoidance tactic for looking at what's going on in their own inner self or their shadow side. And that's why I think this journal can be so helpful for people because it kind of sheds a light on all of that. Yes, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. And sometimes people, I think it can be an avoidance, but it also can be a fear of abandonment. 
because a lot of times people become martyrs and give, give, give at their own expense because they're afraid of people leaving them. And they feel that if somebody is, is dependent on them, then they won't be abandoned, at least in, inwardly on a subconscious level. They, they feel that way. It's more common than you would think. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. A lot of empaths that write in and that we talk to and, and both Samantha and I as well, it seems like so many of us are at a kind of a turning point, a tipping point. So how could people use the affirmations, the book, this work to really solidify with themselves? Okay, I am on the right track. It is okay to make these choices for myself. So I love that you brought up that it's about joy. It's about raising the vibration. It's about fun. But it, I think as a collective, so many of us are being asked to step up and say, you know what, do what you really came here to do. So is there a way people could uh, use your book to really solidify that with themselves? Yes, definitely. If you have a, uh, a task to do during the day and you would like guidance with that task, take a breath, relax your body, put your hand over your heart and have the book in front of you. Have your hands touching the book so you're infusing it with energy and heart energy and hold the book like I'm holding it with both my hands now. And you could connect to a book that way, the energetic connection. And then you can ask a question, how can I fulfill my mission today? And just flip to a page spontaneously. And what I got was, since I often feel things strongly, I create quietude in my life to balance the intensity with calm. And so that would be my answer, balance, again, to quiet the intensity, which is going out in the world, which is creating your dreams with calm. It's not either or. And so I would look at that affirmation and help me fit it into whatever task I was doing today. I tailor it to that. And I would just keep that in mind all day and keep that in my heart or no, I'm a big believer in meditation for empaths to just stop your day and tune in, take a breath, put your hand on your heart and connect to the loving energies in the world. Because there's so many different energies going on now. And it, it's, the world is a very difficult place to be in now for empaths. And so when you could take that break and it won't break your rhythm, You know, sometimes people feel I won't stop because I'm in a rhythm. It will give you more ideas as you continue your rhythm. Um, And so I'd stop and, you know, really go inside. And then, and it could be a minute, it could be three minutes, but then you go about your task of manifesting whatever it is that is your dream. And I want to emphasize to all the empaths out there, so-called little things to me are really big things when you, when you contribute. I mean, when you can let somebody give them a parking space, you know, even though, you know, they're being, you know, inconsiderate of you, just give it to them, you know, do something different than the norm. Now open the door for somebody and you can feel the positive energy of it. I mean, sometimes I just let people go in front of me in lines, which You'd think that you gave them a million dollars. They're so grateful. My God, I wish, I think everyone should try that. You know, just, you know, go ahead of me, you know, go, you have 
you know, one thing, go on, go ahead. And then suddenly they smile and they're not in their own bubble and they're, you know, just their hearts are open. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This small act. So people don't expect you to do acts of kindness. They're just used to being in their own bubble and going about their lives. But if you can take that pause in your life and do something unusual, you know, out of the norm, you know, as an empath, that's a, that's a great thing. And, and just try out these skills, you know, try something different that will help to shift the energy. We have a lot of listeners who are new to discovering that they're empathic, you know, that they're just discovering that there's this word for everything they've been feeling and sensing. You've written so many wonderful books. You have decks out. You have so much for people. What what one companion book would you recommend to go along with this journal? I would say if you're in the beginning of your journey and awakening as an empath, I'm so excited for you. And I think the Empath Survival Guide is a good foundational book. It will answer your questions about being an empath with regard to health, emotions, relationships, um, narcissists, and the toxic attraction empaths have to narcissists. So it'll give you all the basics. And also thriving as an empath is a day book with a self-care technique that you could practice each day of the year. And so you just read a few paragraphs and you could do that self-care technique that day. And so I think the, the mixture of them and then saying an affirmation, you should be all set to go for your day and be excited. I mean, this is, I am so excited. I mean, I've been doing this for a lot of years and I'm still so excited when people awaken as empaths. It's just, you know, fills in so many of those gaps that you didn't understand. And, you know, just to know you're, you're okay and you've always been okay and you have incredible gifts And you have to learn how to deal with some of the challenges, such as not absorbing other people's energy or emotions. You know, it's just part of the learning process and be very gentle with yourself, but know you're on the right path and we're all in it together. There are just so many empaths out there. You know, I get letters, every emails every day. My God, you know, I just awakened as an empath. I meet so many people. I hear about it. It's It's a movement. It really is. There's so many beautiful people involved now. So I know when I first started writing about this, or just actually, you know, in the late 90s, nobody had any idea except for Star Trek. There was a character on Star Trek, Deanna Troy, who was an empath. No, and I always loved her. She was fantastic. Me too. She's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, she was the pioneer character. And it was interesting because I had a patient who was um, involved with the show. And I wonder if he, you know, kind of incorporated what he learned with me into into that show. I I don't don't really know, but it could be. But now we're in a different point in terms of the empath movement. And there's so many beautiful people, you know, like the two of you, you know, who are making all this information available and making it safe and comfortable for empaths to be themselves. And in terms of what's going on in the world, I feel that empaths are here to save it in some way. You know, to develop deep empathy, even when you don't like somebody, you know, even you need to shift the energy. You have to shift it the way it's going now. It's not working, obviously. And so what we have, our struggles and our triumphs and 
continuing to open your heart and to connect with all of us other empaths out there. You don't have to do it alone, you see, and you don't need to do it alone. It's not, not necessary. There are a lot of really good people, you know, who are out there and just the nicest people you'll ever want to meet, you know, so loving. And um, it's just, I'm, I'm so happy to be part of that community and an educator in that community. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place to be. Part of the community. Talk about pioneers. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're the pioneer. When did Second Sight come out? That came out in 1997. That was my first book about how I came out as an empathic intuitive psychiatrist um, and integrated those abilities with traditional science. I remember reading that book when I started out on my journey and it just blew me away. Cause I remember I kept flipping to the back of the book and going, yep, yep. She's an MD. She's a psychiatrist. And she's using these words like intuitive and empath. It was just, it was amazing. (laughs) And it gave me so much permission, you know? Yes. I'm so glad that that book took me eight years to write because I had so much fear about what my peers would think you know, coming out, because I went, I went to a very traditional, conventional psychiatric residency program at UCLA, and I learned about the biochemical aspects of treating mental health, meaning medications. They never taught me about any of this. This was something I learned from other sources, you know, through my Taoist teacher and through, you know, various other incredible guides I've had along the way. Um, but yeah, Second Sight was my emergence into this world and finding my voice, which was so hard. I had so many fears about it. But I've also been blessed to have a lot of angels in my path who I've, I've had who I can talk to, you know, who could support me and who could help me work through things. So that's why I think it's essential in this empath community to reach out to each other. Yes, I do, too. I do, too. And we thank you for that. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. I also have a a Facebook empath support community if anybody wants to connect with other empaths in that way. It's called Dr. Orloff's Empath Support Community. And there's about maybe 21 or 22,000 empaths now. So it's a big cross section. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Say the name of that again. Uh, Dr. Orloff's Empath Support Community on Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. And people can also find you on, at drjudithorloff.com. We'll put that in the show notes. And what are some events and things you have coming up to uh, promote affirmations for empaths? I have a wonderful event in LA coming up that I'm doing at Inside LA. And so you can see the event details on my website, drjudithorloff.com. I'm also doing a, a course with the Shift Network that will be coming up in a little while. Oh, that's exciting. They do such great things because it's online too, right? It is online. Yeah. It is online. And and this event I'm giving in September is both streaming and in person. And I have not been giving a lot of in-person events. So this is the first one I felt comfortable doing. It's a beautiful meditation center inside LA. It's Trudy Goodman and Jack Kornfeld, the mindfulness meditation movement. So it has really good energy. And that's really important to me that the space feels good. You can also check on my website. I am do a, a number of Zoom events too, you know, if you feel more comfortable with Zoom. And so it's at drjudithorloff.com. 
Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Denise, do you have anything you want to add? Well, I just want to really encourage people to reach out for these events, but also to pick up a copy of this book when it comes out. And you can find that, I believe, on your website as well. There's a link and probably most major booksellers, but gift yourself with this opportunity to take care of yourself and really find that joy again. And we appreciate all of your work, Dr. Orloff. Thank you so very much for doing this with us today. Oh, thank you. And I so appreciate both of your work and your podcast. Oh, thank you. And guys, again, it's called Affirmations for Empaths, A Year of Guided Journaling. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember, as always, to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care.